0: Dear sports fans, elevate your game to the next level with a Toyota truck. Drive the crowd favorite Tacoma. This versatile playmaker is ready to own the weekend. Choose the tailgating MVP, the Toyota Tundra. This is one vehicle that comes up clutch. Or ride in the adventurous 4Runner, a true champion on and off the road. Whichever truck you choose, you're getting a real winner. Come join the team of champions, Toyota trucks. Visit Toyota.com to learn more or check out your local Toyota dealership today. Toyota, let's go places.
1: What's up, friends? Before we hop into the show, I got to tell you about the delicious, smooth Strava Craft Coffee. Strava Craft Coffee is fueling us this morning, and you can have it fuel you throughout the day at 25% off by going to StravaCraftCoffee.com and using that code DNVR25 at checkout. That'll get you 25% off your first order of this delicious, smooth CBD coffee. And, of course, the coffee gets you up, keeps you going throughout the day. The CBD helps relieve aches, pains, headaches, migraines, anything that's going on, it can help relieve. Some people even say it gets rid of the coffee jitters, and you can get it at 25% off. StravacraftCoffee.com and using that code DNVR25. And then after you use that code and get 25% off, you can subscribe, and you'll get 20% off every single order after that. And you can have, even have it delivered straight to your door every two, four, six, eight weeks, or whatever you prefer. It'll just show up there. So check them out at StravacraftCoffee.com to, to get some delicious CBD coffee and use that code DNVR25 for 25% off. All right, Mason, Ryan,
3: let's hop into the show. Number one for the one and all. Couple with a break, brew and a friend, bleed orange and blue to the bitter end. Come and join.
1: The DNVR Broncos podcast on this wonderful Wednesday, Thanksgiving Eve. I'm your host, Zach Stevens, joined by my guys, Andrew Mason and Ryan Koningsberg, And we are so pumped to be rolling with you on a day that a lot of people are off. I want to welcome everyone to Thanksgiving break. And before we jump into the show, guys, got to give a shout out to our presenting sponsor, MSU Denver Online. Because over at MSU Denver Online, you can go get a dynamic education without deciding between earning a degree and living your life life that's such a key thing for people right now is being able to continue to work and earn money which is important while also furthering their education and over at msu denver they have mastered this before every other school went online they've been running their online program so make sure to check them out whether you want to take one class do a program or get your degree check them out over at msu denver online my boys what's going on my friends
4: not much man just uh just you know a little gloomy out here in denver but Hoping hoping uh things turn around this Sunday for the Broncos.
2: Oh well, we need some snow though. And when I drove down to have my COVID test this morning, guys, actually saw some snowflakes in the air. Oh not nice. collecting, not on not sticking on the ground because I looked at the temperature gauge in my car and it said forty three degrees. So a little bit warm, but uh Kind of nice to see some snow, even though, look, it's just going to warm right back up. And that's okay, but we need some moisture badly around here. (laughs) Yeah, no snow on Sunday
1: for, I mean, talk about the perfect weather for the tailgate that we're going to be hosting before the game. 66 degrees and sunny. I mean, guys, you cannot get any better than that. It's honestly going to feel like a, a home opener for the Broncos, which is exactly what you want for a tailgate.
4: It is so weird. We were at the Buffs game this last Saturday. Um, and it was nice and warm out for most of the game. And we were just talking about like, it doesn't feel like this is the last home game of the season. Like usually there's snow on the ground or it's freezing and like you're in winter jackets and Broncos are trending in that direction too.
1: Yeah, I mean, it feels like this game is going to be played at the in Los Angeles at SoFi Stadium with the weather. And guys, let's, let's jump into this game because this is a huge game. I realized last night that if the Broncos beat the Chargers this week, that's all they have to do. They, they don't need anything else to happen. If the Broncos beat the Chargers, then that Sunday night football game is... Is a hundred percent worthy of Sunday night football, If which just seems crazy because everyone just feels so. Because reason is, is because if the Broncos beat the Chargers, if they then that sets up first place in the AFC West after that game. So if the Broncos win their next two, guys. They are ahead of the Chiefs. They are ahead of the Chargers. And if the Raiders win both, well, they're they're tied with the Raiders.
4: It's so, uh, it's so hard to believe. Like, l- l- and it's funny because it's just numbers. It's right in front of us, but. Living in a world where, and again, there's a lot of things that have to go right between now and then, but to think that the Broncos are, are two weeks away from being first place in the AFC West, like that could happen in a two week period, and not like, oh yeah, they're first place because they're one and zero and every everyone else lost. Like, no, first place in the AFC West with what? Uh, it would be five games remaining or yeah. four games remaining? Six, yeah, five, games. Or, 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 or no,
2: five. If they after the Chiefs, I'm thinking about after okay. this. Five, yeah, because seventeen this year. Five, and let's face it, one of them you'd like to think you could put in Sharpie as a win, right, against the Lions. Lions, so you'd like to think
4: that, but yeah, I don't know if that's safe.
2: It's wild to think that if they win these two, that three and two might, in the last five games, might win you a division title.
4: It's it's hard for me to honestly fathom. Uh, and it's on, and this is a big part of why we were talking about how big that Eagles game was. Because if they won that Eagles game, then I wouldn't be saying sitting here saying it's hard for me to fathom that the Broncos... But, you know, yeah. for the last two weeks, the taste we've had in our mouths is, you know, Teddy pulling up on the fumble and the Broncos getting blown out and Eagles chance ringing through mile high. Like, it's <clears throat> so hard to go from there to, oh, wow, like, you have a... you. All you got to do is win this week. And you get to go play on Sunday night football in one of the biggest games of the year, like across the NFL. Yeah. (laughs) It's, it's unfathomable.
1: It really is, and I mean, the swing of emotions that this Denver Broncos team has given us, guys, is is insane. Maybe it's because we really haven't had any emotions over the last couple of years after, like, week four comes around, but then, you know, the Broncos beat the Cowboys, and everything's back, and then they lose to the Eagles, and it's, it's on to next year. I mean, we have uh, Emilio in the comment section saying, uh, talking about Russell Wilson, which I totally understand, but so many people are gone on this season, but just... Wait. Now, if they lose the next three, there's going to be massive changes if they lose to the Detroit Lions. Uh, If they lose the next two, season is probably over. But right now, guys, the season is not over. So let's dive into this game to see how the Broncos beat the Chargers. And let's jump into the whiteboard Wednesday to get this started. And the first key on the whiteboard is just in case.
4: Yeah, and this is what uh, burned – the Steelers the other night. Oh, and I'm seeing snowfall outside my window right now. Um So no burning this,
1: going on there.
4: Yeah, exactly. This is what this is what burned the Steelers the other night and it's not accounting for Justin Herbert the runner. Now, this is this always sucks. Um because when you watch Justin Herbert against the Steelers, you you can fairly think to yourself like how in the world do you stop this? You cover everyone. He doesn't have a throw to make, and then he just takes off and run, runs. And it's true, it's extremely difficult. But over the past few weeks, maybe three, four weeks, um, the Broncos have dabbled in playing a little bit more man coverage, a little more like rush and cover, um, play man on the outside, and that's fine, and that and that can work. But if you do that, you gotta leave someone back to spy just in case. He's able to take off. Um, You have to account for him because especially with the way that they like to get vertical, although they they don't get quite as vertical as they used to, um, you get everyone turning their backs and running away from Justin Herbert and you are going to open up massive lanes for him to run all over you. So if you are going to try and play that man and have everyone turning their backs and running with those receivers, you got to leave someone back just in case
1: so i gotta say who who is it who are you leaving back is it uh, are you comfortable with baron browning uh or kenny young or is it you know justin simmons or or Caden no, stearns uh,
4: you should be able to get by with a linebacker um it, he's this isn't lamar jackson we're talking about like he's elusive he, i wouldn't exactly call him fast um so you should be able to cut him down um If you just leave back Kenny Young or Baron Browning, Baron Browning seemingly would be the more obvious choice um, just because, you know, it's just you're not you're not asking much other than just go be an athlete. Watch the guy keep your eyes on him and chase him down if he runs and make a play in the middle of the field if he's not running.
1: Yeah, I mean, to, to your point, Ryan, uh, J- Justin Herbert is the Chargers' second-leading rusher this year. He's averaging 5.3 yards per carry, and what he did last week is going—he he's going to beat any team he plays if he has a game like that where he puts the team on his back with his arm and with his legs. So you have to make sure that that both of those don't happen. He had 90 rushing yards last week. That's phenomenal for Lamar Jackson. That's otherworldly for any other quarterback so you have to make sure that he doesn't do that. And, and last week, he averaged over 10 yards per carry, and that's something you cannot do.
4: And he was, the, I believe, he's the first quarterback ever to have 380 passing yards and 90 and ninety rushing yards in a game. So um, well, yeah, they have their hands I, I guess, full. I guess the... <laughs>
1: The good news is, Ryan, is that just means uh, that that will beat any team, but it's only happened once. So the odds of it happening again are probably pretty good, but you got to make sure it doesn't happen again. Absolutely. All right, let's jump into the next whiteboard bullet point here, and it is, again, about Justin Herbert. Keep Justin in the pocket.
2: Well, I mean, it's funny because, like, you pretty much mentioned everything I was going to say in this point, especially when you're talking about what he ran for last week. The two biggest run games he's had in his career one was last week, one was against the Jaguars last year. What those have in common is the Jaguar or the the Chargers exploded 39 points in one, 41 in the other. It's kind of him getting outside the pocket and making plays with his legs is really the thing that. Takes this offense just to that elite level. They're good. They're good no matter what. They're an effective offense. But as you look, as you look at him and you look at the offense, when he is able to make to make plays with his legs, when he's able to get outside the pocket, that's when it really goes to another level. And so you wonder if at some point Joe Lombardi is going to kind of grasp this and start designing more game plans. Based around this, because one thing I think that was holding the Chargers back earlier this season, guys, is they were relying too much on the dink and dunk and not the explosive plays, both with Herbert's legs and with him buying time, buying time in the backfield for late opening receivers like Mike Williams to make plays.
4: Yep.
1: Yeah, it it's a, it's a really good point. And just because you both have something on Justin Herbert, I need to have a whiteboard <laughs> topic on Justin Herbert. And so we'll get to our final Justin Herbert whiteboard topic right here. And of course, it is just Justin. Guys, Justin Herbert is the Chargers' success? I mean, if the Chargers win, it's because Justin Herbert had an incredible game. If Justin Herbert does not have an incredible game, the Chargers are going to lose. And what's crazy is you look at this Chargers team, guys, and at least when I look at them, I see two really good receivers—not not elite receivers—but I see two really good receivers. Austin Eckler uh, is a weapon out of the backfield, and then on the defensive side of the ball, uh, coming into this year, that may have been the the scariest part with all of the weapons they have. You know, one of the best safeties in the game, one of the Best pass rushers in the game with Bosa, the, although the worst Bosa uh, of the two that's in the NFL now. But they just have so much talent; it doesn't matter. I mean, what what this comes down to, and both of you guys have talked about it, is stopping Justin Herbert when he has a passer rating over 100, they win. When he doesn't, they lose. And when you look at uh, other quarterbacks in the league, no, there's there's other teams that their running game can take over when their quarterback has a bad game. Not here and maybe it's because Austin Eckler is essentially most dangerous as an extension of Justin Herbert not as a true true running back uh and and his receivers are obviously dependent on on how he does so this game just to me purely comes down to stopping Justin Herbert. And then doesn't really matter what the Broncos offense does. doesn't really matter what the running game, do, or what, what the run defense does. If you can just control him, you don't have to make him have a 50 passer rating, but just don't let him have an excellent game.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I, I completely ahead. agree. And <clears throat> honestly, to me, if I could add something here that I'm thinking of, as we've been discussing, it's, uh, Make like you know me after I've had a couple too many drinks at the club and get your hands up in the air. Um, you gotta knock down passes at the line. You gotta knock down passes at the line. It's something that the Broncos have learned when they go up against Patrick Mahomes. And unfortunately, there's another quarterback in the division now who's very similar. Batting down a pass at the line is just as good, honestly, as a sack. Uh, for when you go up against these two quarterbacks. Obviously, you'd like to get the sacks. Rarely happens with either of them. If you get a pass knocked down at the line, you know, in my stat book in these two games, or these four games against those two teams, uh, that counts as a sack for me. That, <clears throat> you're stealing a down and it's It's going to be huge for guys like Draymond Jones and, of course, Shelby Harris to get their hands up in there and knock some stuff down. You saw the Steelers' comeback was basically predicated on them doing that.
2: You're thinking like Bill Kolar yeah. then because he counts sacks and passes deflected the line of scrimmage the same way in his calculus. That's part of the reason why the Broncos valued Shelby Harris so much and gave him the deal. This, uh, this off season is because of how Kolar views those passes deflected. And Zach, you made a point about the passer rating of Justin Herbert. It's really interesting to look at the fact that he's had a passer rating of a hundred or better 12 times in his career. And, what do those 12 games have in common? The Chargers have scored more than 25 points in every one of those games. Now, the other 13 games, when he's been below a 100 passer rating, they've only scored more than 25 points once, and they lost because that was the Drew Locke comeback game last hmm. year in Denver.
4: That was a hell of a game, and I wonder if the Broncos can go yeah, back. Yeah, and I mean, that
2: that just shows you right there.
4: Sorry, we're getting our wires crossed here. So say, I wonder what the Broncos can take from that second-half comeback. Set aside, uh, you know, the fact that they were able to go up and down on the Chargers' defense when they needed to. What can they take from the fact that they were they were able to slow down Justin Herbert in that second half? Uh, and really, um, in Fangio's games against Justin Herbert, he hasn't been the same Justin Herbert that we've seen. Like we did, you know. Uh, on Sunday night football against the Steelers.
1: So it's my question point, to yeah. you would be, Ryan, how much can you take from last year and apply that to this year with a new coaching staff? It, it is pretty much the same personnel, but a new coaching staff.
4: Yeah, I mean, it's it's not one for one, but it's still the same quarterback. Uh, he still has the same tendencies. There's going to be different plays, that sort of thing. But I think Fangio has a little bit of a beat on what it takes to slow down justin herbert uh and one of the things you know again adding to the whiteboard here without uh having it on the graphics is, sl- is stopping austin eckler in the red zone because that was one of the, <clears throat> one of the things that made made it really easy for them to score against the steelers is they got down to the red zone and then austin eckler just gashed them in the red zone uh and they were able to score easily You, if you're gonna play ben don't break which we know the broncos want to do But you can't get run on in the red zone, so that's going to be huge as well.
2: Yeah, and that's what separates teams that succeed in the red zone against the Broncos against those that don't is really kind of the threat threat of the run because you look at the fact that Vic Fangio's defenses have succeeded against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs in the red zones. one of the things that last year in December kept that game close was – even with the Broncos secondary decimated by injuries, they were able to hold the chiefs to field goals. And that's something. And also the Broncos from halftime onward of that first game last year, that's what they did. Cause remember the chargers had those two long drives in the fourth quarter, but then they bogged down in scoring range. And then you go to the next game they played out in Los Angeles and the and the chargers drives that got into scoring range, went, field goal touchdown field goal field goal field goal so if you contain Austin Eckler like they have and you make them one dimensional in the red zone you're probably going to continue to get out to get them off the field taking three points rather than seven just like you did last December against Patrick Mahomes so you can almost kind of view these two games together as a, in terms of a key to win it to having a chance in both of them and it's something that Vic Fangio's D has proven it can do very well
1: yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. And, guys, essentially what we're saying is take the unders on all Justin Herbert stats over at DraftKings yeah. Sportsbook. If you think the Broncos are going to win. Okay. If you think all they're right. going to lose, unfortunately, probably take the overs there. Uh, and, guys, tomorrow I'm so pumped that we don't have to wait for a ton of football until Sunday. We got football tomorrow. And our friends over at DraftKings Barely. Sportsbook – Are giving you an incredible deal, guys. If you bet one dollar on any game tomorrow, and a team scores in that game, either team, you get a hundred dollars in free bets, and then you can take those free that that free hundred dollars and use it on Justin Herbert under Justin Herbert over the Broncos winning any game. You can even bet it on Friday's college action, and all you have to do is place a $1 bet on uh, on a team tomorrow and if a, if a point is scored in the game you get $100 guys I've already got my bets placed over at DraftKings Sportsbook and we're going to give our bets for Thursday night or for, for all three games on Thursday later in this pod so make sure to stay tuned but make sure to get in on this deal and of course download the top rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up in order to get this deal that's promo code DNVR for Thanksgiving special of 100 hundred dollars in free bets if a team scores a point when you bet just one dollar and of course you must be 21 or older colorado only new customers only restrictions apply see draftkingscom sportsbook for details gambling problem call one 800 522
4: also of course a shout out to the tailgate which is going to be popping zach you mentioned the great weather uh, we've only had one cold tailgate so far Um, and even that one was great, but the better, the weather, the better, the tailgate, probably. Uh, and it's going to be a great one out there this week and everyone gets 10 bucks off their tailgate and or bus tickets this week with our black Friday deal. So it's extra cheap to come to the tailgate. Um, and I always, of course, recommend the full experience, which includes the party bus. Uh, come on down, hang out at the DNVR bar, watch Andre go crazy on the tailgate, Uh, and then of course hop on the bus ride over to the tailgate have yourself a blast get yourself that sexy pizza all those breck brews head into the game come back the bus picks you up right where it dropped you off 30 minutes after the game and then you come back to the dnvr bar for sunday night football it is quite the experience uh, and i highly recommend it for you if you're going to the game on sunday
2: you'll get plenty of breck brews as well of course and there are you pay, you pay the twenty dollars if you're a member. A little bit more if you're not. A, if you're not a member, come on down. All the Breck brews you can drink, but maybe That's you awesome. just want to have have some. Exactly. Well, hopefully people are taking the party bus or they're taking the light rail, there so you you're not worried. There's plenty of ways to get there without worrying about getting it about getting in the car. So, take, so take advantage of those. But if you want to have some Breck beer at home and then you take the car out of it entirely, then Go to the Breck Beer Locator on their website and find out where you can get those delicious Breck and Rich brews. Find out where you can get Christmas ale. I know there's a Christmas ale keg right there in the DNVR studio. You can find plenty of them in grocery stores, liquor stores. Everything throughout Colorado. But you can also find Christmas ale around the country as well. Saw some of it in Wisconsin this past weekend. So go check out the Breck Beer Locator on their website. Find out where to get some of those delicious Breckenridge brews. If you're in the Denver area, check out the Farmhouse, their restaurant, down at their brewery in Littleton. You can order online, noon to 8 p.m., and get $5 off your meal by using the code DNVR. So call 303 803 1380 from noon to 8 p.m. for takeout order. You can use that code DNVR, get $5 off your meal. And if you want to eat in, no problem. They're following all regulations. All, they'll make sure you're wearing a People are wearing a mask until they get to their table and they're sitting down and eating. They'll take care of you. It's a safe eating environment, safe dining environment. You can get some great pub grub down at the farmhouse at the Breckenridge Brewery facility in Littleton.
1: All right, guys, let's jump right back into the whiteboard to maybe talk about a couple things more than Justin Herbert. Maybe not, since that's all that really matters. But let's get to this next point right here. And it is make Joey an average. And of course, I'm talking about Joey Bosa here now everything does just rely on slowing down Justin Herbert, but there are other players that the Broncos have to worry about. And on the defensive side of the ball, talking about the Chargers defense guys, Joey Bosa is still really good. Now he he's no Nick Bosa, but he's still really good. He has a sack in every single one of their wins outside of one. So that just shows you that's another kind of key number to watch. There is don't let Joey get to the quarterback and you're not going to have Garrett Bowles week probably uh bobby massey you may have him back but you're going to have a backup tackle or two in this game i know we're all high and not sleeping on calvin anderson but guys that you cannot just leave him one-on-one with joey bosa use uh salbert use noah fanta as a blocker and and use melvin gordon and javante williams to chip there don't let joey bosa beat you
2: yeah, he they're ten and eighteen when he doesn't have a sack in his career over the over the course of his time with the chart with the Chargers dating back to uh, 2016 when they were still in San Diego there's a pretty clear uh, correlation with uh, them being sub-mediocre when he doesn't get to the quarterback and being a playoff caliber team when he does so it, it's it's job number 1 and it's going to have to be a team effort this is not like you know you mentioned that uh, can't be Calvin Anderson Bobby Massey doing it or whoever plays right tackle doing it on their own it's gonna have it's gonna have to involve the tight ends and so yeah from time to time this is going to involve Noah Fant chipping and helping out he's the thing that you can't do is leave Noah Fant one-on-one against Joey Bosa if you do that problems
1: (laughs) yes big scary problems problems. (laughs) yes scary problems and guys we'll round out the whiteboard here guys how do you what helps slow down a pass rush it's a good running game. You can't rush the passer if you are going to be running the ball all game. So that's why the fifth one is have an electric run game and beat the Chargers on the ground. Guys, the Los Angeles Chargers have the worst run defense in the NFL. And I talked to a Chargers fan uh, or, or a Chargers no, reporter didn't. yesterday. There you go. What? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. I talked to a Chargers reporter yesterday and – and one of the things he said was, don't let the numbers fool you. This this run defense has gotten uh, better throughout the weeks. And so I looked at the stats, and the past two weeks, that's true. The past two weeks, they gave up like 105 yards on the ground, and last week they gave up 55 yards on the ground. And actually, crazy enough, last week they held Najee Harris and the Steelers to only 55 rushing yards with – Two backup practice squad uh, defensive linemen. So you think, man, if the Broncos can get those backups again, that would be good. But they they did a good job. But after those past two weeks, guys, they've been horrible. I mean, it's not like they've been getting progressively better as the season's gone on. No, they've just had two good games in the, in the past two. They've given up over 180 rushing yards plenty of times, and that is something that the Broncos need to feast on. Guys, they've given up a 198-yard game, 186-yard game, 230-yard, 187-yard, 176-yard. All this season, that is so bad. And the Broncos, maybe more than any team in the league, are set up to win that way. Give Javante Williams 20 carries. Give Melvin Gordon 20 carries. Get over 40 rushing yards in this game. That totally neutralizes Joey Bosa.
4: Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. And what are, do you know what their record is in those games where they're giving up over 180?
1: Um when they are 0 for 1, 1 and 1, 2 and 1, 2 and 2, so 2 and 2.
4: Okay, there you go. Uh that gives you a pretty darn good chance for the Denver Broncos. Um you I mean, at some point you got to see what happens if you ride Javante Williams. You just have to see. Um, They have yet to attempt it in a game, uh, giving him, I think his season high is like 15. Uh, I could be off on that, but that's what my gut is telling me is around what his season high is. Um, They've yet to find out what happens if you bell cow uh, Javante Williams. And it doesn't mean that you can't get Melvin Gordon involved as well, but especially after the crucial fumble last week that should be a uh, a green light to try out javante williams as a bell cow um you know the same way that teams would use nick chubb or dalvin cook one of those guys see what happens and i think this is a perfect opportunity for the broncos to do that um, and then you don't ask nearly as much from Teddy Bridgewater uh, and, and you don't have to worry about that pass rush nearly as much. I,
2: I hope he gets 15 plus carries. I hope Melvin Gordon is uh, right there in the 15 carry range as well. I think maybe that's kind of a ma- magic number for controlling the pace of this game is making sure that you're running the ball 30 times with those two guys.
1: Yeah, at it, at it, it least it, at least, and guys, when you look at second round running backs over the past uh, three and four years, they're all okay in the first eight games. They all show some flash, and we've certainly seen plenty of flash from Javante Williams. But then in the final half of their rookie seasons, they explode. And we can go through the list. You, you mentioned one, Ryan. Uh, N- Nick Chubb. You can also look at uh, uh, Joe Mixon. You can look at uh, Derrick Henry. I wrote an article about this. There's like three or four more guys that you look at, and they take off an average like over a 1,000-yard seasons if they were to do that uh, over the course of a season. Now is the time for Javante Williams to do that, to step up and to really take over. And I think that the Broncos already tipped their tip their hand that they are letting Javante Williams take over maybe he doesn't get the start and especially this week playing against the Chargers Melvin Gordon's former team I I would expect Melvin Gordon to be out there maybe he is even a captain uh, although maybe not after that fumble I'm not sure but I expect Javante Williams to get more snaps I expect Javante Williams to get more carries and that is something that did happen against the Philadelphia Eagles Javante Williams I believe for the first time this year had more snaps and more carries than Melvin Yeah, he did.
4: There we go. I think it's time. I think it's time, and I think the Broncos might find something that they really like uh, if they just hand the reins over to Javante Williams, let him get in a rhythm, let him go out there and wear down a defense throughout the course of a game.
1: Yeah, i, I think so. I think so as well. And Ryan, w- really quick to to look at something that you gave me a weird look when I said uh, that the Chargers have two good wide receivers. Did I say great? And you gave me the like ah, oh, give me a break. Look, they're not great receivers. What? How how do you view these guys, especially compared to the Broncos' defense?
4: No, no. I, I, when you said not elite, I just agreed with you. Okay, uh, they okay. they are good, not elite. Um, and Keenan Allen is a guy who can make life difficult for you um, because he's very quick in and out of his breaks. Um, He's has great hands. He gets open. Him and Justin Herbert have a good rapport. So it's, it's going to be tough. It's not an easy job for this team. Um, But I will say again, you know, I've said it before you bought the best secondary in the You bought the most expensive secondary in the NFL. You should be able to stop Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and, Jalen Guyton and you know uh Donald Parham.
2: Yeah, and there's another thing: these guys put the ball on the ground. Like we saw, Jared Cook with it with a drop last week. Keenan Allen has five drops. Mike Williams has five drops. Jared Cook has five drops, and it seems yep. like they come at the as we saw last Sunday at some incredibly inopportune times. So. Yeah they're they're gonna they're gonna charger it from time that, to time
4: yeah, that was gonna be my very last key to victory <laughs> just let the chargers <laughs> charger man they'll they'll do it in one way or another you just got to be there ready to capitalize on it
1: guys they tried so hard last I week know. to totally charger i mean the game is over and then they let the steelers score 24 points in the fourth quarter, that is so hard to do, but they let him do it, and they had the the it, mistakes when they need to. Didn't Justin Herbert throw a pick uh, off off the defensive lineman's helmet? I mean, he just threw it, and it smashed into his helmet. Certainly wasn't uh, nearly as bad as Daniel Jones just throwing it to a wide open defensive lineman. But I mean, those are just things that happen when you play the Chargers and at home, man. If they want a Charger, they will not win. If they let the Broncos score 24 points in the fourth quarter, this week
4: yep exactly I, I'm telling you <laughs> you just got to be there you got to be ready for it and pounce when the chargering is is ready for you
1: my question though is is it in the water because it's not in the city because they've been chargering since they were back in San Diego I mean what what they, they've had a new quarterback they've had a new
2: coach it, my guy
1: uh, the GM is still
2: uh is still there Maybe it's <laughs> no. well. You say char- chargers, and it's a lightning bolt. It's electricity. I mean, and you said water. What happens when you say take a toaster that's plugged into an electric outlet and put it into water? You get you electrocuted. Die. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that. Maybe that's the whole thing here, karmically speaking. They electrocute themselves. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe
1: it is, man. And uh we got Malcolm Brown saying, hello from Homer, Alaska. That is oh. too cool. You're up early uh, with us today.
4: that's not former Rams running back, Malcolm Brown. Who
1: Different knows? Guy. It could be. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. It uh it, the, the Homer part reminds me of uh of Mesa
2: Simpsons. Yes. Oh! I'm sure I'm sure that everyone who lives in Homer is is really sick of that reference and really sick of that joke. So
1: <laughs> I'm sure they are. I'm but. sure they are. But one thing that you can get even out in Alaska guys is mint mobile. And they, what they are is they are offering extremely affordable cell phone service starting at just $15 a month. And you say, okay, I've heard this jig before where uh, a company offers really, really cheap cell phone service. And then they raise the rates after one year to, you know, Ten times the amount. No, not our friends over at Mint Mobile, and the reason they're able to do that, give you incredibly affordable cell phone service, is because they don't have any stores that you go to in person. And th- that's honestly one of my least favorite things to do is go into a cell phone store and have to deal with them because it's the worst thing. And you don't even have to here, and it saves you tons of money. So if you go to MintMobile.com/dnvr, you will get in on this deal. And not only do plans start at fifteen dollars a month for a limited talk on limited text and that's where your data starts but they are giving you a buy three get three free holiday special by going to mintmobile.com dnvr uh you get you pay for the first three months at that incredibly affordable price and then you get the next three months for free at it's, it's, it's incredibly cheap so you're already saving so much money and then they give you 50% off of that so you need to check them out over at mintmobile.com dnvr guys we all have mint mobile right now and what makes it so nice is how easy it is you go to mintmobile.com dnvr they send you a sim card you take your, that sim card you put it in your phone download an app and boom there you go you get to keep your number you get to keep your phone and you get to save tons of money so check them out over at mintmobile.com dnvr
4: Also, shout out to our friends over at Ball, a great place to work. And they are looking for more people to help them make cans because they created over 101 billion cans last year. And they said, why not more? We can do better than that. Uh, And so they're looking for more people just like you to come down there and work. Uh, Of course, Zach's Aunt Julie works over at Ball, and she has nothing but great things to say about the workplace. Uh, They have an incredible diversity and inclusion score uh, actually a perfect diversity and inclusion score over at ball uh, and they want you to come over there and work so text golden to 77222 and you'll get linked to their open positions or you can go directly to jobs.ball.com and search golden that's jobs.ball.com and search golden or simply sex golden to 77222
2: speaking of ball and balls I want to tell you about the gift that keeps on giving and that is a stocking stuffer from your friends over at Manscaped. It's holiday season. And if you don't know what to get as a gift or stocking stuffer, well, check out what they've got at Manscaped, which has the tools to guarantee you win this year's stocking stuffer or white elephant competition. Because, of course, Manscaped, as you know, is the leader in below-the-waist grooming, taking care of those balls that take care of you. They've served more than 4 million men worldwide, and that's about 8 million balls if uh, i Got the abacus out, mental abacus out, and it's working. (laughs) So get 20% off on a great stocking stuff for gift and free shipping when you go to manscaped.com and use the code DNVR because, hey, you know, whether it's for yourself, whether it's for a friend. You know they want to perform naughty or nice. This is the season to perform here at the holiday at the holiday time. So check out the performance package 4.0. It's the top of every guy's wish list this year. And that includes The lawnmower body trimmer, the best trimmer on the on the market for your balls, your butt and your body, too. And don't forget the weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, especially if you've got those friends in their 40s or 50s where, unfortunately, excess ear and nose hair becomes a thing that you're losing hair where you want to have hair. You're gaining hair where you don't want to have hair, your ears, and your nose. I believe that was a a line from City Slickers back in the day, but it's as true now as it was back in 1991. So that's why the Weed Whacker comes in handy the older you get. And, of course, in that Performance Package 4.0, you're going to get the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and the Crop Reviver Ball Toner to maximize your ball hygiene regime. So check all that out with the Manscaped. Performance package 4.0. You get 20% off that or anything at Manscaped when you use the code DNVR. Check out their body wash as well. I use that. It's terrific. We've got, we, we had some samples over at DNVR body wash, shampoo. You want to feel good. You want to smell good. You want to take care of the hair atop your body with the, with the same type of stuff that you're using on your balls. It's as effective for both. So check all, out all the great products from Manscaped and it's the perfect gift. For someone you know at this holiday season. Remember, 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com when you use that code DNVR.
1: All right, guys, we're going to do a little different of a third section or segment today. We're going to hop into the comments section and get both of them that are there, and then we're going to give our turkey day picks. Wait, and so I, let's,
4: have some, gobble, gobble. I have some comments first. Oh, um, I love it. That, that I want to get to here. First of all, uh, an honest question like I, i'm not just saying this as a meme I, I want an honest answer do either of you know a diehard chargers fan
2: Ooh, i wouldn't call i do the...
4: oh i said does. either of you not oh, all of okay
2: you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do not i do not know i wouldn't call my friend who is a charger fan diehard because his fandom kind of Listed a little bit after they left San Diego because he's he used done, to oh, live there. He's out. He's out. But the thing is, whenever I, the only team he watches every week is the Chargers to this day, and I okay. think he's bought in with Justin Herbert. So of I think course. he's, I think he's trying to deny that he's still all in on the Chargers.
4: Interesting. So. All right, Kale, jump back in here. Tell us about your Charger fan. <laughs> Yo,
2: so
1: this guy Sean, I went to high school with i haven't talked to him in years but we're still friends on facebook and like every week like full get up face paint flag like die hard chargers fan
3: wow
4: the only one in existence
1: they exist
4: um i i am being dead ass serious when i say i've never met one and i've never even seen like chargers gear in the wild like of course you've been to the stadium you see it there i like you know, you could walk around Denver right now and just take an hour. You'd probably see like 12 different NFL teams gear just, you know, walking around. I've never seen it. In fact, even when I was in L.A., I didn't see it. And the stores there, like, so the, like let's say like the Foot Locker or the Lids, they don't even have Chargers gear in the store. It's, it's one of the most mind boggling things ever.
1: So does that make it special since it's a rarity? Like if you have one of those friends, you have to treat them really, really nice. And, and because, you know, they're so rare.
4: I guess I'm assuming since now they're in L.A. Uh, mm-hmm. Once Justin Herbert, you know, like peaks, they'll just be a bunch of bandwagon people who just say they've always been a Chargers fan um, <laughs> and they'll just they'll just hop on that. It'll become like vogue to become a Chargers fan eventually when he probably plays at like an mvp level one year. Um but until then it's it is an extremely rare sight. And if you see a chargers fan in the wild like you should just take a selfie with them like like they're like a novelty. <laughs> and
2: it says a lot that you don't see a lot of chargers gear because they have good looking gear. They have great colors, they have a great uniform. They've the chargers have never had a bad jersey if you think about it. I think you're probably right and bad uniform i'm not as
4: high on them as other people but they're yeah. they're definitely not bad
2: yeah it, it, you can't it's hard to screw up blue and gold and they've gone through different shades of blue and they've you know they've they've, they've got they've had navy they've had royal they've had light but it just everything always it always works so yeah. that's why i'm surprised that there aren't more people who just like i don't know football but I think that jersey looks good. I'm buying the jersey.
4: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you don't even see like usually you just see like legends jerseys around. You don't see like Ladanian Tomlinson jerseys just anywhere. I have
2: no. my friend though has a Dan Fouts jersey that he wears semi regularly. Interesting. The Throwback guy on one. CBS, That's the royal blue one. What? I said the guy on CBS. Oh, haha, yeah, yes. <laughs> He's not on Fouts isn't on CBS anymore though. He was, I can you know, I, I miss him. He had, he had this really dry sense of humor that I always would la- laugh like five or six times a game listening to him. I kind of sure. missed that.
4: I don't <laughs> I honestly don't even hear the announcers when they're calling the game, except for nope. uh, Peyton and Eli. Um, okay. So here's another one about fans that I wanted to ask you guys. This is a comment from a uh, little ran man who says there's going to be a lot of no-shows at Mile High come Sunday. What do you guys think? I actually don't think so.
1: Mm, so what was it? It was 12,000 two home games ago. It was – was it 8,000 last game? 6,000? 6,000. 6,000? Okay. Okay uh i would take the over uh, on that and the reason is there were a lot of eagles fans at that game we're just talking about how Chargers fans don't exist so they're not going to be buying up tickets i'll take the over on six thousand, unfortunately
4: i've got the counterpoint for you i'll take the under the counterpoint is that family's in town so you know you got people coming in from all over the country to see their family that lives in denver what better way to cap off your thanksgiving weekend go into the game with the family i think a lot of people will be doing that i don't think it's going to be i I, like i don't think it might be over six thousand, but i don't think it's going to look noticeably empty in there
2: but the thing is they're traveling but is sunday is usually the biggest single travel day of the year because people are getting home to start the next work week Uh so that's the one go
4: to the game yeah that that, (laughs) and the
2: other thing also guys if you're looking at uh the no-shows over the, over the years, in the last 10 seasons, guys, the Broncos have two games, or, or three games, pardon me, where they had a five-figure announced no-show count for in the regular season. One of them, of course, was Washington last month. The other two, Chargers 2018, 12,073 no-shows. Chargers 2019, 19,094 no-shows, and while I haven't checked it in the last 24 hours, guys, as of Sunday night, 10 p.m., there were 8,613 tickets available on Ticketmaster on through primary and secondary channels for this game.
1: Now, Mace, yesterday you told us that stat off-air about yeah. the 8,000, the exact number of no-shows, and you said you counted. I have to ask, did did you actually count to get that exact number?
2: I did. Like, you, you <laughs> can go on the map on Ticketmaster – and you just start going through section by section, and you see the seats there for sale. And so I you just counted kept...
1: eight thousand little <laughs> dots. Yeah, it
2: took me it, it took me about about uh, two hours to do. It. I got to be it, I, I, I just, I'd <laughs> And then what I do, I just i I would take. I'd do it section by section. I'd put <laughs> the count in an Excel file, and I even I even like went area by area. Like for example, you've got. Uh, You've got just north of 3,700 uh, tickets available in the, uh, you know, in the uh, upper in the upper level, for example. And then, Ooh. yeah, I, I was cr- like, I went crazy, like crazy there, by the way, club there. There were over a thousand club tickets available for this game.
4: Wow. Yeah, that's uh the get in the door price. Yeah. Right now on the app that I use is about 50 bucks.
2: And that's down. The wow. get the get in the door price on Sunday night was $64. And today it's 50. It's going down. Yeah. So wow. sit tight. You might be able to you might be able to get in for 35 bucks on Sunday. That would just be wild. Have you got your tickets yet, RK?
4: I'm not. I wasn't planning on going. Although I mean, at that price, might as well. <laughs> Seriously,
2: I mean that, that that's how uh, Ryan
1: Ryan's really going to like this. That that's how expensive it is to get into CSU Rams games. And if you can go to a Broncos game for that same price, that is that's wild.
2: Actually, if yeah, if you want to bargain, you probably, I think buy it for Air Force on the Friday is 11 bucks.
4: I was gonna say no. uh, <laughs> CSU maybe the pre the pre market price is uh, 35 bucks. Yeah. I've seen uh, right now, yeah, 12 bucks uh, wow. to get in against Air Force. <laughs>
1: wow.
4: I bet you that goes down below five before the- Oh <laughs> my <laughs>
1: gosh, now you're just being rude. We got to move on before you run all these Fort Collins fans uh,
4: out. <laughs> I've seen Buffs tickets go that low. I mean, you got Colorado basketball on here on Sunday, three bucks.
1: What? <laughs> wow, I guess it's a good time to be a sports fan in Colorado with cheap tickets.
4: Yep, Exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I might just, you know, buck up a couple bucks and, and go into the south stands and see the game from my favorite view.
1: Man, that's all you'll need is a couple yeah. bucks, unfortunately.
4: Oh, man.
1: All right, let's hop into the comment section now, guys. And LDJ wants to say hello. He says, hi, guys. Hi, hi guys. How you been? I just want to say congratulations to Cortland and Tim. There's so many opinions and takes out there about these signings, but I don't get enough. or but, but I don't get it. Not enough people have asked, why did they choose to take pay cuts and stay and play for a losing franchise with no quarterback that drafted a wide receiver in the first and second to me last year lol i mean what are we talking about it was incredible signing we're lucky to have these guys play here i don't know i just feel like it isn't everything going to be viewed with it with a litany of opinion until we get a quarterback yes you're right ldj i don't know i just feel Peyton is the only optimism you can have in this team and it's not courtland and tim patrick's fault the broncos are losing p.s nobody's talking about how given or how the, low the price tags are those contracts are very financially fi- financially friendly just saying ldj i think we've talked about how yeah, I think uh, how, how, about how good that. of deals they are
4: i think everyone's talking about that. It's probably the number one um thing attached to the conversation is that look you got these guys but you also got them at a very affordable price um it was definitely my first reaction to Uh, definitely to the Sutton deal. I thought the, the Patrick deal was basically right where I saw it falling. Um, but the Sutton deal was a bargain. And as Mason, I talked about, uh, after it, Zach, I was saying like, this is George Payton buying low on a stock that he really believes in. Um, he got him after three bad games, uh, in a season where he's coming off an injury and Mm -hmm. secured him. And I think LGJ brings up an interesting point. Why are these guys signing these deals? Um, Because security is so insanely valuable in the NFL um, that it's just, of course, these guys, you know, in their head, they want to say bet on myself, bet on myself, bet on myself. But if someone offers you $60 million and there's a chance that in six days you could have an injury that would make it zero, it's just not worth it to chase an extra $10 million or even chase... A, you know a, a better situation like it's 60 million dollars
2: it yeah. is at 34.9 guaranteed guaranteed
4: I mean, yeah. yeah even then you know like 34 yeah. million dollars guaranteed
2: i'm knocking on wood for both of them that nothing happens but they got their life-changing money no matter what i mean court you know courtland sutton god forbid that he has another knee injury but if he does he he's set and and we kind of talked about this you know earlier as well. it's nice to see them getting out in front of these deals rather than the kind of the John Elway uh, philosophy of signing one at a position and not the other or assuming that uh, okay if we just kind of kick it down the road and, and later and later thinking I don't know thinking it might, the player might get cheaper that doesn't happen. players players want to get more expensive. it's like airline tickets. If you see the price you want do it today.
1: Yep, yep. And so uh, that was a great job getting great value by George. And, guys, next comment coming in from Big Tony says, My boy, so it sounded like Dan Quinn is high on George Payton's list of potential head coaching candidates. If he turns out to be the guy, who could we expect him to bring in as offensive and defensive coordinator? I know Benjamin Albright put out a tweet about Mike McDaniel being an option for OC, but according to the 49ers team website, he has the official OC title now. So, technically, Kyle would have to give us permission. Do you think Skanks would be interested in coming back? Could we lure Kubiak out of retirement I know he would would probably insist on bringing Dennison and Pariani with him but to appease him we could give them both small roles that wouldn't have too much of an impact on the offense give Dennison the same offensive advisory role that he has in Miami right now and make Pariani the assistant tight end coach to Wade Harmon i assuming Quinn would keep Wade given that he was his tight ends coach in Atlanta stop. maybe Kubiak
4: could stop
1: <laughs> My Maybe head. Kubiak hurts Jr. Hearing. with Kubiak Sr. as an offensive oh. advisor. If Zimmer is let go. As far oh. as DC, some guys that come to mind are Gus Bradley if the Raiders move on from their current coaching staff, and or Richard Smith, who has a history with the team when he when Quinn was DC's in Atlanta. Any other names you can think of for O. C. and D C? Well, as you know, Big Tony. Ryan really likes the idea of bringing the gang back no, together.
4: No, 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 do not. Look, I have a lot of respect for Gary Kubiak, but I just like last time, we don't want his clown car of assistance. Um, and I just, it's time for the Broncos to move forward. Got to go forward. Uh, it, it's time, you know, you finally, you've got a new GM with a new direction. Um, you're probably going to have a new head coach. You're probably going to have a new uh, quarterback. You should have some new uniforms. Move forward. We can't. Every time something goes wrong, you can't just go, oh, let's just go back to Kubiak. Uh, it's safe. We know him. He's been around. He knows where the bodies are buried. Let's just go back to what's safe and easy. Move forward. Take a risk. It's, it, we can't keep recycling the same names over and over again.
1: So what you're saying is Mike Shanahan is head coach, Kyle Shanahan is offensive coordinator, and there we go, baby.
4: Yeah. I, I, after watching Mike Shanahan's halftime ring of fame speech, he's, he should stay retired. Not, not, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just saying like he's definitely old now.
1: Right. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I don't think the Broncos are going to go to that well. That's for sure. And we know
2: Kyle's still locked in for a long time in well, San Francisco. Uh, we'll old is not. That. Yeah. Old is not necessarily bad though, oh. because I mean, Mike Shanahan's the same age as uh, Wade Phillips was while he was here. So.
4: Yeah, he seems wow. a lot older. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Like a, a, age is over. you a overrated because you you can be an old. You can be old and you can kind of have a young mind. And the ability to connect with young with younger people. And that's kinda that's that's why I I, I don't view Wade Phillips and and Vic Fangio the same way, even though Wade's actually older than Vic. But Wade connects with younger guys in a way that sometimes seems to elude Vic a little bit.
4: Totally. If it was up to me, no one on the staff over fifty. Well, that, <laughs> the that's how you get an age
2: discrimination in. lawsuit there. <laughs> well, that's why I'm not the GM. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know what? You need, it's good to have a couple of, of older coaches who can kind of offer some advice. Like, you know what? To me, Bill Kolar, he's got a job for life as far as sure. I'm concerned. Fine with Reggie me. Herring, he's got a job for life as far as I'm concerned because they get great. Uh. Re- they maximize their they they maximize their guys. Look at look at what Herring is getting out of just having to you know bring in new parts here and there this year. I mean, I, I I would never let those two go.
4: I'm the rest cool with, is negotiation uh, with keeping around Kolar. I'm sure Munchek is probably over fifty as well, so he can stay. Uh, definitely no head coach that old though. They need they need to get younger. The whole franchise just needs a refresh. Um, and I think getting some young blood in there and, and important positions would make it would go a long way.
1: Yeah, I think it would. And I think that's why you brought George Payton in, right? I mean, what are yeah. his ties to the Broncos? He, he doesn't have any ties to the Broncos. And so that's kind of the start of moving forward.
2: Like Ryan wants to do. He's over 50 though. Should they have hired him? Yeah. It's in okay. In the GM.
4: the It's okay. In the GM role. <laughs> How about the He's
2: head coach? He's not much over 50. He's like 53, I think, or 53, or 54. Okay. Yeah,
4: if if there's like a 25 year old head coach out there, let's go, let's get him. Oh, God, no.
0: <laughs>
2: like for me and look, you know me, I I want that coach to have head coaching experience somewhere. I don't, I I, I I'm over the on the job training of people who've never been a head coach. Give me somebody who's done it before, made some mistakes, learn learn from. How me.
4: would you feel about a head coach that has had coaching experience and has won six championships?
2: That has head coaching experience?
4: Yeah, it's me in the Madden League. Oh, Six. Madden oh my gosh, no. there was
1: some. There was Madden doesn't count. <laughs> Ryan will tell I'm you just, opposite.
4: Uh, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I know how to, I, not only am I the head coach, I'm the offensive coordinator and the defensive coordinator. Wow.
1: And you get to control the quarterback too. That's incredible.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a great place to be. Well, I got to
2: cut Ryan off now. Yeah, let's just say that that actually what they should be looking for as a head coach is an offensive coordinator as well. If those if those hires bring you closer to getting Russell Wilson, they're the guys you hire, period. In the story. Absolutely.
4: Bring you closer. It doesn't do it for me. It's got to be a done deal.
1: Yep, I You're not going to be able to get a done
4: deal in January, though. I'm just saying, like, you need some sort of backdoor guarantee.
1: You're not going to get that. So then just pick a coach you like.
4: Yes, please.
1: Uh, and guys, we actually have a bonus pod coming out tomorrow, and that's where we'll pick our Thursday night games. It's not going to be live, but it will be dropped before those games, so stay tuned to the pod. We'll be dropping a special Thanksgiving episode where we give you all of our picks and tell you whether or not the Broncos can slow down Justin Herbert, and before we get out of here, got to tell you about our friends over at Gr- Green Mountain Dental where you can schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam and you'll get a free Sonicare toothbrush by doing that. That is not just a holiday special it's something they do all the time but get your teeth cleaned this December so when you see all those relatives they're looking nice and sparkly and schedule that cleaning x-ray and exam you'll get a free Sonicare toothbrush from our friends over at green mountain dental but for today that'll do it for us happy thanksgiving eve everyone enjoy your thanksgiving tomorrow and stay tuned for our pod tomorrow our special edition pod but for ryan and mace i'm zach stevens that'll do it for us today thank you all so much for rolling with us
3: fly